guys, welcome to another episode of Sludge Underground. I forget what number we're at because I'm useless. However, tonight with us we have Gavin Ferguson and I'm super fucking excited for you guys to hear what this man has got to say because it's hella bit interesting. So got with me here, I've got Case and Gavin, just introduce yourself. Hey, what's happening? Uh, this is Gavin Ferguson. Thank you very much for getting me in on this interview. I'm very stoked and cool to meet you guys, man. I really, you guys are awesome. Yeah, no, dude, I, I, I agree with that concept like entirely, man. It's been fantastic talking to you just before we got this started. So, Gavin, first of all, tell us about your music and where it comes from and what inspires you to do music. Okay, well, this song in particular that you guys have got playing in the background, um, this song is called Graffiti Blues. I wrote it about um, just using analogies from graffiti artistry into um, like an interaction I had with a girl, but it wasn't so much about her. It was more about the graffiti artist lifestyle and, and some of the analogies and stuff like that. And just also dedicated to a friend who um, who passed. Um, yeah, it's kind of a tribute to him as well. So yeah, that's, that's about this song. That's kind of interesting. I'm enjoying the vibe hell of a lot while I'm listening to it. So tell us a bit more about what you do in the music scene. From what we spoke about, there's a lot that you're doing. You've got a lot of tips and tricks as to how you've gotten through the music scene and got new music playlisted in so many different places. Well, um, yeah, cool. So this song's doing pretty well at the moment. I've got it playlisted on Good Hope FM on East Coast Radio. No, sorry, not on East Coast Radio. And uh, soon to be as what I've been told on 5FM, but it's not confirmed. Um, and then uh, what I've been doing in the music scene, I mean, I started four years ago. I've been playing at a lot of gigs. I've been, I, I taught myself how to produce, so I've been producing for the last two years. Um, I've got a recording studio, I forgot to mention that to you. So I record the vocals at home as well as well as the guitar. And I've just, you know, I've just been working hard at, at all the part, the aspects of music that create a song. So from songwriting to playing guitar to producing, um, the only thing I don't do is get the tracks mastered, which is um, quite a scientific trait. So, yeah. A lot more than people would actually imagine. I think a lot of musicians overlook that part of it. Yeah, if you want your song on the radio, you've got to get it mastered. It's just, it's just one of those things you've got to get done. Yeah, no, I understand 100%. And you've been telling us a lot about your songs and how you've actually done it. So just explain to the listeners how you go about your songwriting process and how you perform live. Okay, so songwriting, pure emotion. Uh, I get a feeling about something, I can't explain it, can't understand it, and I just put pen to paper or finger to to computer and I just get all that out. Once I've done that, I look, I re-look at it from a commercial perspective and I just analyze it and I see how would that fit commercially. I usually water down my lyrics once I've written them because I go a little bit too analytical on that, get it down. And then um, I, let, I make it fit and I look for a hook and once I find a hook, then I know I've got myself a song, you know. I put that hook, uh, infiltrate it somehow into the tune. Um, and then I, you know, I finish the song. But for me, the most important part is the lyrics. I'm a songwriter at heart. The guitaring and the singing, I think, are just off, offshoots of my songwriting. That's fantastic. So I, I actually just raises a bit of a curiosity in me. If you don't find the hook in something that you've written, do you scratch it or do you... Yeah, I do, because I know that, you know, a song takes a lot of time to put in, and unfortunately, hooks are what stay with people, that's why it's called a hook, you know, um, and it's the thing that captures people in a song, like, you can write a hook, and then a hook will capture people, once that hook's got them, then they'll see the deeper meaning of the song, so it's almost like my lyrics are undercover, my hook is the, the thing that it's, you know, it's like... It's like the bait, really. Yeah, it's, it's the bait, the hook, um, and once I've hooked people with my songs with that hook, I can sh showcase to them what I really felt and, and also you know one of the goals in my songwriting is to make people feel like hey they're not the only people that feel that way you know that's the biggest thing like I always used to think yeah I'm the only person going through this and then I'd listen to a song and go 
I'm not, you know, and I, I, I want to share that. I want to share that. I want people to, to when they're feeling down or when they're heartbroken or when they feel joy about a relationship or what, you know whatever that emotion is that I feel. I want people to know that you know we all feel it together, and nothing you go through in this human human existence is on your own. Yeah, that's fantastic. And some of the feedback that you've had from people who have listened to your music, have you actually had people coming to you and being like, this has changed my life, or this has had an impact, or, you know, come to you and told you this song has a very deep meaning to me, and, you know, they've interpreted it in their own way? Yeah, I have. Eh? Um, both Love and my songs recorded. Like, I can tell you, um, I don't know why this came to mind, but I'll, I'll answer that question at, at that part. But, um, yeah, people have just, especially the song Friendzone, you know, they've, they've, um, they've taken it as... Is that that frustration of being put in the friend zone? The meaning behind that song is actually, you know, don't let a girl put you in the friend zone. Tell her how you feel, tell him how you feel, and then at least they know. And if they, and if they just say friends, well, at least that's how it's meant to be. But at least you got those feelings off your chest. Whereas if you don't tell a person how you feel, obviously you're gonna get put in the friend zone, you know. Mm. Especially as us guys that are expected to make a move, you gotta make a move and tell a girl, you know. Um, but a lot of people have taken that as like that feeling when they get put in the friend zone, that like rejected feeling. So they relate to it in that way, which I also can re- also I probably felt a bit of that when I wrote that song. So um, yeah, and then the experience. So that's how people relate to the song. But just like the highlights of my love, love performing when I played, I think it was Marysburg College. I played one of my Melo songs, and the whole school just instinctively got up and did their first dance. At, and that was like the highlight to my performing career. And I mean, I played open for lots of big artists, you know. So they got up and did their first dance. In yeah, terms without, of a- without the teacher even telling them to do it, they just got up and did their first dance. And I mean, that memory for all those matric kids are gonna be like I played my original song Corridors, and they they got up and did their first dance. And you know, you know that's that's amazing. That must have stuck out. Like, oh, heavily. that's really cool. <laughs> I could have cried, man. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. I'm actually imagining it now, and that's. You know, and as an artist, I can imagine that as being a heavy, heavy inspirational thing yeah. where you had an entire group of matriculate students and, you know, those are generally the hardest people to reach with new music. Yeah. And, you know, they're generally the most clicky, I guess. And to have a group of them actually stand up and dance and show that sort of, I don't know, you know, appreciation to your music, that is, like, that actually, like, makes me all fuzzy inside. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment for me. Um, yeah. No, that's fantastic. You also, before we got this started, we were also talking about a whole bunch of hacks that you have in terms of helping musicians. And this is something you seem to be very happy about talking about, of helping musicians and pushing them forward and, you know, getting them to do things and get off their asses and actually make something of themselves in unique ways. Okay, cool. Yes, I'll speak with absolute conviction on this. If you're an artist, play your play play everywhere play anywhere don't care about money in the beginning you know when you're first starting out you know um you know just play and just and enjoy what you do get your craft right get your live performing right work on winning a crowd over don't blame the crowd when you play go home and figure out what you need to rewrite your song to make that crowd win them over whatever your genre is you know um second of all is get your music out give it to people don't spam people you know whatsapp your songs to your friends to your family get your songs recorded professionally don't don't do it on your phone and think you know you're gonna you know Dude, get a good I'm, product. So, I'm sorry to interrupt you this is fucking freaky with all these trolleys just like fucking there's a guy in the background pushing him but yo that is freaky eh? hey, I, just shut, I just shut for a second I was like what is going on yeah, well, to all the listeners out there, now you got uh, a take on the trolley wars that are happening out there. It says trolley is a pavilion. Yes. Oh, that rhymed. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, to artists out there, also just to 
Um, oh, some of the hacks, eh? So how I do it is when I go to gigs, I, I give my music out for free. But I mean, I produce my own music, so I can do that because I can afford to take that knock because I don't pay anybody to do it. I do everything myself. So I can, you know? But it doesn't matter, you know, get your music to people. If you do need to sell it, um, sell it at an affordable price. Um, make sure people get it. Don't go and put your music online and limit it to, to people accessing it. Get, get people, get that music out there. Um, um, I don't mean to offend the people that have paid for albums and, and need to sell it, but I'm just saying how I've done it. Um, I, I've played a gig, I get people's WhatsApps, I WhatsApp them the songs, I save their numbers. Whenever I have a new release, I WhatsApp it. Obviously in time I'm going to sell my music, but for the, this, these are just my first three singles that I got. That's how I'm pushing it out. And then the other thing is Samro. You know, register your songs with Samro. Um, not only do you make money from that, but people could actually really steal your songs. I've had friends that it's happened to. So register those things. Don't be lazy. Go do the paperwork. Fill in the Samro forms. Um, get you know get, get get the logistics done. If you've got to get someone to help you do it, if you've got to like buy them dinner or something or pay them a meal, just get someone to help you. You know, don't be lazy. I even tell artists I'll help them. I'll even. The thing is, I find a lot of artists are lazy. They just want to make music and they want to say, oh no, I'm just there to make music. I'm not there to to do those things. But unfortunately, we live in a time where you've got to make it happen for yourself because record labels have fallen down now. Well, not fallen down. There's just, there isn't record labels around that are willing to do this for you. So you've got to do it for yourself. No, that's that fantastic. That's quite a lot to say. Definitely. And I really, really hope that sticks with people because it's, it's a hell of a lot of knowledge. A lot of guys, it just sort of goes over their head. They don't really you know all these things are present to them but they don't either really don't pay attention to it or it doesn't reach them in the way that they expect and yeah i mean i'm you sitting here i've learned a hell of a lot from you just in the couple of minutes that we've actually had to, you know, to speak now i just wanted to find out in terms of the guys that you work with have you done any collaborations with anyone and the artists that you're working with that you generally play with and you know have you got any like <laughs> shout outs in terms of that of artists that you really enjoy working with um, you know sadly the artists that i have worked with have have not been motivated enough to finish the tracks so I've had to pick up the slack and, and do it myself um, but the guy that does master my tracks is a guy named Marcus else you can look him up on Facebook he he's incredible at his master mastery <laughs> excuse the pun um, so I would recommend him as well as there are so many good Durban musicians if I start now I'm gonna make a long list so let me not start that that maybe I don't collaborate on tracks but I'll have jammed with him you know um, you know laugh so yeah, um, I think that's just the one guy that's worked on my recorded music. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's brilliant, that's brilliant. And, you know, we, we really enjoy it. Where can people actually catch you? Where do you perform the most, do you, you know, in terms of venues around Durban? Um, so, like my advice I said, I'm willing to play everywhere. I mean, I play festivals, I play um, hotels, I play at corporates, weddings, and I'll even go and play at an open mic, you know. Um, if if there's an issue with the advertising I'll just sneak there and I'll do it you know if, as long as I'm not being advertised and um, what else yeah I've, I'm playing at the gin and tonic festival coming up I've got a, another festival that's just been confirmed right now I just need to get more details on it um, and then just before I carry on with that if you are an artist and you've, li you've listened this far and you want to know about Samro stuff and, and you want to find out more look me up Gavin Ferguson Music and I will help you out with that. I'll send you a message on how to go about it. And I'll probably spam you with my music as well. <laughs> uh, two sides of the same coin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually going to ask, you mentioned that you did a gig last night. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that, like venue, turn out, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so there's this place in uh, Mar Peter Marisburg called Music in the Hills, an incredibly good venue. It's like well-packed. 
uh, with people that just sit and listen to music and they pay to be there it's, it's, it's a club that's been around for a while now and I mean all you can speak to any of the artists that I mean you mentioned Khalil he's played there Ross he's played there as well a beautiful amazing venue and I mean I, it was just incredible I've been doing this new thing where I'm mixing electronic music with with my acoustic music and it was an older crowd that was there and I thought well are they gonna really enjoy this but they loved it they they enjoyed every song they clapped afterwards I got a whole bunch of names and uh, email addresses and whatsapps to send my music to because I didn't have any CDs to give out so yeah it was a really cool gig if you um, if you're a musician you listen to us do yourself a favor and contact Myth get a gig there it's, it's a free gig but it's a good gig for your soul and a good gig for your brand which is another thing you should be pushing by the way push your brand in music create a good you know brand I don't know how much better to explain that I suppose just take you know in terms of it, I think we were talking about this earlier as well is a lot of bands try and focus purely on the music which isn't bad it's not the wrong thing to do however that's not what people are going to invest in they're going to invest in your brand and that's things like are your ideas unique are you, are you pushing it in a certain way can you market yourself and things like that as well yeah. and you know those are those are key focus areas that a lot of guys they expect to come uh, on its own when yeah. when you're a musician and they're, they're really things that don't and they tend to nip musicians in the bud because you know these things don't come to fruition yeah well you know that's that's very true you know um if i was a manager and i found a band like someone actually asked me to manage them i won't mention who but they've just asked me to manage them and it's friends of your guys by the way and i said to him you know like well get a brand get a logo like get a logo you know so so that because if I'm a manager and I'm gonna manage an artist I need I need a logo so I can print it on my email and put on my emails I need to put on t-shirts I need to you know you need a logo as a minimum and a logo is actually your brand and you need something really? tangible you, know, you yeah, need something you to actually to. give out to people there to something recognizable yeah and when people see it they're like this this is that and all that it's associated with yeah you know that's essentially like a brand summed up this is everything that it's associated with a message and the music the sound you know the genre everything is summed up in that yeah uh, if that makes any sense 100 <laughs> percent. no you're 100 correct because we live in a social media world where where, where all of our influences are, are what we see online so that logo can be put online a brand can be put online um at your live gigs you can punt that however you want to you know very definitely and we were also talking earlier about in terms of uh, i wouldn't say lack of venues but in terms of you know bringing music back to like house parties and yes. stuff and you know having a more a diy fuck a diy feel to yeah. it you can't you get know. a girlfriend do it yourself yeah, but yeah but so, um you know I, I really agree with you on that bro um i'm so glad you spoke about that um yes i'm gonna try and get that going speak about um you know put getting house parties together totally agree with you on it um yeah sorry we've all been distracted by this person <laughs> I, was like, I was like she wanted to ask for directions and then we all looked at her awkwardly and she's yeah. like fuck let me get out <laughs> yeah well there she goes um yeah don't ever ask for directions on a podcast you'll get weird looks <laughs> so um yeah like I'm, I'm really keen to push that and i mean you guys are as well and if we all work together which is another topic eh? Durban musicians really need to work together and I think it's gonna happen I know some guys that are really keen to work together so it's 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 gonna happen what we're speaking about now is gonna happen I think that's also you know there's just that either that moment or something that will kickstart everyone into action and from yeah. there on it will be changed you know I think 
you know, in terms of a lot of alternate music, the Winston is sort of like the last, you know, the last stand. And I think if that ever had to go down, it might either kill the scene entirely in terms of that genre, yeah. or kickstart an entirely new, you know, era of it. Yeah. And you know, the, the Winston accommodates a lot of different musicians, but so many guys that we've had here, when we ask them where they play, and you know, they're hard pressed to figure out where else they play instead of just that one place. Yeah. And it's actually, it's very, very. Uh, I don't know what's your opinion of it. It's kind of depressing at times where yeah. you know it's a great place and you know Matt's done fantastic things for the scene. Yeah. But we in terms of musicians they need more. Yeah. They do. Um I know Matt's Matt's a lovely guy. He really has helped all of us musicians. I mean I play there and, and my stuff's very pop, um, electronic, acoustic, you know, it's it's and yeah, I, I think I feel like we're witnessing a drug deal. Yeah, it could be a like, <laughs> But oh. a very like oblivious one. Yeah, Shane. What's okay, yeah. This is sort of sorry, it's a bit off topic, but in terms of like your musical influence. Ooh. Can you tell us more about that? Wow, <laughs> you know the, the music that's influenced me is not the music I'm creating, funny enough, but um I, I got a music that really hits home and it was you know the strange thing about inspiration of music is not always about the genre but about what you were going through in that time in your life and I was going through a time in my life where my mind suddenly opened to music and the first artist that hit me was Seal and I was like what is this music what is this beautiful thing oh it's called Kiss from a Rose by Seal on Batman Batman Forever or something I watched the movie I was like this is such a cool movie and then I heard that song play afterwards I was like Batman's now my new hero Seal's my best musician you know <laughs> and, and they still are to, to this day you know um, so they, he's been my inspiration but at the moment oh man I listen to from from Nirvana I mean I play Nirvana covers and I, I like Goldfish you know which are quite two extremes but I really do like them so um, uh, many times I've called myself playing Hot Shot Box at the Winston as a cover and um, and I'm producing stuff that's similar to Goldfish so I also think that when you have that contrast of you really into this type of music and really into this type of music when they're polar opposites it generally creates a very interesting catalyst of what you might create yeah because you're drawing inspirations from two very different places and it's very interesting how those two things might come together if they ever do yeah yeah. Like you said, when you were mixing, uh, you know, your acoustic vibes with your EDM and your house vibes, yeah. and that you've essentially created a whole new genre. Have you thought of a name for this genre, or are you just winging it at this point? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm trying. Like, I don't have a name yet. Acoustic dance, acoustic EDM, acoustic house. That I don't know. Very interesting. There's lots of options, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't know because I, I thought of a name, and then those are like, oh, but this is a different type of EDM style, and I'm like, oh, I'll just put beats to it, you know? I don't know. So give me time on that. I will get back. It's all, and that goes back to the whole thing of branding. You know, I, I'm battling with that at the moment, but I will get it eventually. No, definitely, um, definitely. I mean, I'm not the first person to mix acoustic with guitar. I mean, Black Coffee just did a song now where he mixed guitar. And I, I really dig that song so much, and uh, like. Robin Schultz did it, you know, so, you know, it's not a, it might not be a genre, but it's something I love doing, you know. No, definitely, um, and from what we've heard, it's given like a very, uh, this obviously wasn't as in-depth as what you said, the new stuff that you're doing, Yeah. but it's, it's you know, it obviously leans in that direction, and so far from what I've heard, I'm really, I'm really digging it. Hey, so, man. Cool. You know, from that, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really keen to see what's going to come from that, and what new could be put into place. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the thing is, no one's doing it live which is cool and I do it all live you know I do everything authentic and I play it all live if I make a mistake I make a mistake no backing tracks or anything like that but that's the fun part about it that's why I do it because it's all live you know so that's new that's original 
never seen someone else do that. No, I think that the, the fact that you could make a mistake, mistake is what makes it so interesting, you know, it makes it so much more enjoyable because it's something that, you know, you can do. This is something that takes a lot of practice and a lot of effort to put into to do it right without, you know, having those, uh, how I get that safety net of like a backing track or those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. In case I've seen you live a couple of times from what she was telling me on the way here. Yeah. <coughs> like back at New York and stuff with the open mics yeah used to see you very often actually <laughs> cool like in incognito <laughs> you didn't you didn't <laughs> Loki <laughs> yeah yeah those were good times eh New York getting absolutely wasted <laughs> so now you were telling us about you know where where your music how you spread it and whatnot where can people if they are looking for you find you um yeah you can find me on every social media platform YouTube uh, SoundCloud Facebook if you just type in Gavin Ferguson music something will come up and I don't know why but like it's my YouTube channel comes up immediately which is cool I don't know what I've done right but it is working you know um, and then obviously if you I mean if people want the music I give my music out for free so you just have to send me an email or a Facebook message and I'll get that music to you no, definitely. That sounds that sounds fantastic. I think you can expect the message from me in like the next couple of minutes when we're done here. <laughs> yes. Just, just saying. <laughs> definitely, bro. Hey. <laughs> just don't send me any dick pics later, now, bro. Oh god. My, my phone, my phone has crashed from all of them. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Damn, I can't remove that at the podcast, eh? Oh well. There's some things that I can't remove from my life in general. At this point, so. Basically. Just kidding. I've never received a dick pic. I lend this my friends irritating me with stupid porn. To catch me late at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! I, I just got reminded of something horrible that happened to me at work a while back. But no, let's rather <laughs> yeah. go down this yeah. into a different lane. <laughs> yeah, let's rather just like swiftly change topics. Yeah. No, no, when when are you playing your next show? You said at one point you're playing four shows a week. Yeah, um, I mean I still do that at, at the moment. Um, so I played. Last night, I'm gonna play again on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So yeah, that's four gigs on a week. Um, I'm playing at a fundraiser tomorrow night, and then on Saturday, I'm playing at a wedding. Oh, fantastic! Okay, fundraiser for? Um, it's a golf day. It's for uh, it's for it's an orphanage for uh, underprivileged kids in Marysburg. Okay. And um, so last night was myth just for fun. Uh, tomorrow is serious. Tomorrow is like, you know, it's going to be fun as well. Um, and then Saturday is, is like work, you know, weddings, like you got to work hard for those ones. So, and then on Sunday I'm playing at a, at a venue in Belito and that's going to be a pretty chill one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you know, you, so Belito, that's what, like 60, 70 k's away. It's, you know, you travel quite far between your shows as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of, it's part of, I mean, Sorry, it wasn't even nice big. The gig I did was in Hilton, so that was like an hour's drive. Oh, yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I've done uh, gigs where I mean, when you do festivals, you got to travel quite far, you know. No, I can imagine this is generally the asset of nowhere. Mm. I mean, I just quoted for a, a gig now, a festival in somewhere past Joburg, and it looks like I got it. So I don't want to say what it is because I haven't. It just looks like it's been confirmed, but. You know, it's only confirmed when they pay you the deposit. <laughs> so, yeah. I think after the, you know, uh, was it Opie Corpies that recently had an incident in terms of payments that people were really upset yeah. about? That. So, yeah, like, you know, you've got to be careful of that if you're, if you're into the getting paid side of things. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Kithness put up a post about them not being paid. They put a list of all <laughs> yeah. the festivals that paid them, and the one festival that didn't pay them was Opie Corpie. 
I, I remember about that. I think someone else, another a couple of bands put up a post. I can't remember who it was exactly. They said that Opie Copy just paid the Kefnis just to shut him up. Good. <laughs> so good. I'm so glad. Good. That's that's good. That that's that's showing our artists standing up for 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 what's right. You know. Yeah. You have to do. Yeah. You gotta do. <laughs> no, no, you gotta, and, and they they got traction. You know, so they can do that. You know, for artists like myself that are up and coming and other artists you know you, you can't really do that just yet throw your weight around really but once you've got a little bit of luck once you know you've you know that you know you got to do like spider-man eh, with great power that's a great responsibility <laughs> so you got to put those posts up you know no no definitely yeah. definitely now we're going to close this one off now because we've got a lot of information in a really short cool. space of time so now what we're going to do is if you got any shout outs to anyone out there you know anyone that you want to <laughs> say you know just give like a message to in general to the artists who are out there potentially listening and hopefully they've taken something away from this yeah please if you um if you've listened to this all the way till now and you are interested please contact me it's gavin William Ferguson on Facebook. Just look me up. You'll find me uh, or Gavin Ferguson Music. You can message and you can ask me questions. I really am open to it. Um, what was the other thing? Yeah, so um, oof, I want to start saying artists, but like I know I'm going to forget someone. So I, tr- I try not to start rambling artist names off. But there's an amazing artist on the Durban scene. If you see my Facebook page, I'm forever sharing my friends and you know even guys that I don't know. If I see an artist from Durban that's playing good music, I share it on my timeline, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, just to this one girl that's really been supporting my music and really been like cool is girl Danielle. I just want to do a shout out to her. She's been really cool with um, you know supporting my music. So fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I could not be giggling that. All right, man, it's been a pleasure having you. It's been lovely. Thank you and for this coming. This is Sludge closing yeah. off, and thank you guys for listening. It's been a pleasure having you here, again. What a jewel. Cool. Cool. Toodles.